takes a home run. Welcome to the ball club. All right, welcome to the ball club. I'm your host, Joey, here with my co-host, Austin and Harrison. The CS is over. Phillies beat the Padres in advance to the World Series. And the Yankees lose to the Astros, and the Astros move on to the World <laughs> Series. Miserable times, miserable times. Well, let's start with the Phillies and the Padres. Uh, Harry, we predicted this, right? Didn't we say we, we both said, said Phillies in five, five right? bro? Yeah. You're right. Good times, good times. Yeah, so there's some good news for you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you got something good there yeah uh, where do you guys want to start you want to start with game one or you just want to go through the whole thing and let's just start with game one yeah and uh just i uh, want to give a little shout out to the uh listeners right now i apologize for not being here the last two weeks and uh all of you guys that cared and you reached out to joey asking where i'm at i appreciate it just <laughs> life got a little busy but I, you know I, I never stopped watching ball and i'm excited to be back so uh let's get into game one though so uh, man, the Phillies just absolutely came out with the heater, huh? Wheeler throwing absolute gas, seven innings, no earned runs, super impressive stuff. Uh, Zach Wheeler is not a top. If Zach Wheeler is not a top ace to anybody, I don't really know what is. He's just an absolute playoff performer. This playoffs, I'm super impressed by that. And then the Schwarbo and the Bryce bombs, dude. Schwarbo hit maybe the hardest home run I've ever seen in my life. 120 miles an hour off the bat, 488 feet. Second longest postseason oh, homer ever, but I don't huge. know if I've seen a harder or further home run in my life. Do so, you know what the exit impressive. was on that? 120 miles. 20. Oh, yeah. Straight Absolute dog, Bob, yo. And yeah, you're right. Wheeler, I think we talked about it. Me and Joey talked about it last week a little bit, but or two weeks ago. But Wheeler is, in my opinion, the hottest pitcher in baseball right now, active, you know, playoffs or, or not or otherwise. Yeah, yeah you, you can't ask for it. I said it, bro. I said it. He's he did. the best. He did say it. Yeah, he's the best right now. He's you the one I would want. More than that. He's the guy I want on the mound. He's yeah, the guy. Seven innings pitched, no one runs. You can't ask for anything more than that, for sure. The Mets, obviously, you know, come, coming from New York, that's just what happens, bro. Fucking <laughs> best, best pitcher of all time. It's crazy to think the Mets had DeGrom, Wheeler, and Prime Syndergaard all at the same time. Pretty impressive. And Prime Batman, Matt Harvey. Super impressive stuff. No, it could have been one of the best stuff. So he was. Uh, so let's get into game two. Okay. Uh, so Padres actually have a little bit of a bounce back game. They fall back early, uh, but then Drury and Bell go deep back to back, get it back into a four uh, two ball game, and then you know Nola ends up choking a little bit. What do you guys think about that game? Uh, it makes me nervous for the World Series because Nola gave up what six? Yeah, six right? runs. Um, and that's like their number two guy. And then after him, they've been using. Ranger Suarez. So I don't know. I'm not like one. I'm not like totally worried about Nola, but that's not what you want to see right before World Series, especially you give up six earned runs. Uh, I think he was, it was mostly Homer balls, if I'm not mistaken. Bell and Jury went back to back, all that. But yeah, I, it's hard Bro, to worry about him because he's so good. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you got to be nervous yet. I don't think you got to be nervous yet because I think, it, and I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I think these are the best two offenses in baseball like including the Astros, including the Yankees. Um, so I, you know, you got, you, he got caught up six earned runs um, and yeah, Drury and Bell back to back. And that, that's just, that can happen. If you're playing the Padres, you saw it all week, bro. They were scoring all week. It's not like they weren't, it's not like they were getting shut out in these games. Um, they had a couple, they had a couple games where, you know, they were up 4-0. What was that on Saturday and just lost it immediately. That was the, the um, Reese Hoskins two home run game. Like, you know, they, they were, they had to outscore the Padres. The Padres were not going quietly. So I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Right. Um, I do think that, you know, you, you gotta hope that he bounces back and he's still your second guy. He's still your number two. Yeah. He's still the number two. If I'm concerned at all, Noel's not really an overpower you guy. He's more of a keep it in the ballpark and locate guy. I mean, he's got good stuff. He can get up into like the 95s, but he's not, He's not like the uh, Wheeler type where he's just he's just pushing all game. Um, and I saw a lot of mislocations that game. It looked like he was just a little bit off. Uh, he could be fine. I'm not saying it's going to be a huge issue, but the Padres offense is the type that, you know, they're kind of like an avalanche. They get on top of you and they just keep on going. So good job by uh, the Padres to bounce back in game two. But that's about all we got from them for the rest of the series. So. Yeah, just real quick back to Nola. I'm, I'm looking at it now. He, sh he should be on normal rest for his uh, his World Series start. So that kind of hmm. makes me feel a little bit better. More than normal, probably, right? Yeah, a little bit more because I think they start he'll be, Friday. He'll be sad. Yeah, he'll be Saturday's game. Yeah, so he's set. Anyway, game three, Schwarber does it again, leads off. Um, I wanted to talk about that Bryson stop play to Segura. I mean, I guess it didn't really matter because they still won the game. 
Uh, I, I thought Segura should have had that. It wasn't the best feed I've seen when stock goes to turn that double play. Uh, but Segura had it in the glove and just kind of almost dropped it a little bit before the transition. It was just a little bit outside the bag. You're a major league player. You need to catch the ball and hits you on the glove. I agree. That's stock put it right. I mean, I'm not saying it was right in his chest, but it was a very playable ball. That one entirely lays on Segura and that could have cost them, but Joey, uh, looks Joey, like Stott let me comes back. Joey, let me ask you then, if you're saying that, and I know this is like completely different because now mm-hmm. you're, you're biased when it comes to the Yankees, but that play yesterday was completely um, Cabrera's fault at second. Falefa. Uh, sorry. Fale- no, 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 no. Oh, Torres. Fale- Torres. Torres. Sorry. Torres. It was completely I, you know, Torres. I've, I've watched fault. it. Did you, and did you rewatch it? I did. I've watched throw? it a couple times and I, the throw was terrible. I think you, if you think that one, if you think that one was the, was Segura's, was potentially Segura's fault. Then I don't really know. No, I kind of blame both. I just think yeah. that IKF rushed the bag. I don't think I don't think they had um the difference with, with these plays are I think Stott and Segura like had the double play if the ball was fed right and if Segura caught it. But yeah. with with Torres and IKF, like I don't think there was ever any shot at the at the DP. Like it was hit too slow and uh, Pena was running way too fast. And I'm not saying IKF well, he didn't get set up on the wrong side of the on the bag, but he the way he like ran to the bag was just funky looking. But Glaber needs he was that just round. I thought I thought he was just rounding it. I thought that that was exactly what you're supposed to do if you're trying to turn two. Now I'm not saying that they would have turned two on Pena, but um, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, we'll I, go back I to just it. I thought I thought the throw was just like I was like like he tripped you because you said he tripped over the bag, but I thought he tripped over it because he was trying to get back to the ball. You know what I'm saying? It was all over. It was a bad play all around. Peraza right, probably we'll makes it. it. No biggie. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it definitely. Well, it is a biggie. It's a biggie. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys about this though. And um, I'm a big Soto guy. Like, I don't want people to think I'm not a Soto guy. His defense, he has to get better in left field or no, right field. He's, he's, he's not good at all. He's no his problem. Like he's young. He's a good hitter. He's generational. He's going to get a huge contract when his time comes. But um, I put it down here in the stats. If you guys saw like game two, he missed a routine fly ball in the sun, cost them a run uh, game three he dives for that ball, which I thought was like catchable. And when he dove, like he was way off, like his glove wasn't even close to the ball that gives him, they go down four yeah. two. that cost that cost him another run. And then there was another play didn't necessarily cost them a run. I forget which game was, it might've been the second game, which they ended up winning anyway, where he gets a one hopper hit and he just didn't get over there fast enough. So he, he's got to work on his defense. I got a bone to pick on that. Tell me. Juan Soto wants what a trout contract, right? $4 million. I he you cannot play that bad a defense and be a mediocre base runner. You might be a generational hitter, but you need to be a well-rounded player like a Mookie Betts type or a Trout type to get that money. And my bone to pick really is with Major League Baseball on this. Okay, I'm looking right now at the Gold Glove finalists. Soto gives up a negative ten runs, uh, defensive runs saved. He actually gives up ten runs as a right fielder. He's nominated for the Right Field Gold Glove Award finalist. That's awful. He absolutely has no business being on that list. He's a bottom five. He's a bottom three outfielder. Who comes up with this? Is it is it Rawlings or is it MLB? It's Rawlings, but they just see, terrible. Yeah, they just they, see, they a name. see the name and they put him yeah. up there. He's in no way, shape, or form a Gold Glove finalist right fielder. He has no business being on the same list as Mookie Betts. You have the list up. I have the list up right now. Tell, who's on? Who else is on it? Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, and Dalton Varsho from Arizona. Um, don't know if I fully agree. Um, yeah, I no, not so at all. Has no business being on that list. No, so, not even close. Not that I don't love him as a player. I feel like I got a little animated on him there. But I mean, if you want to talk about defensively, I just think that that's a travesty. And he made some terrible plays this series. He really costed them, I'd say, at least two or three runs with his Yeah, we've game. talked about how important defense is in the postseason. And, right. and his plays are literally giving up runs that they need, yeah. that they need saved. So. Yeah, I I, he, there was a couple of fly balls that, I mean, he just didn't get to that I thought like, Normally, like I thought that they were catchable fly. Like balls. a normal right like, fielder makes it. He's like super he's just slow. he jogs to the ball. Yeah, he's, he has no like rush to get to the no. ball. He doesn't he's have not... a good first step either. He makes a lot of bad like first steps on the ball. So not huge on him as an outfielder. And I, I think that that's just an embarrassment for Major League Baseball <sighs> to have him as your gold glove finalist right fielder. So you think it has to do with his arm? He does have a great arm, but that's just think about how often your arm no, I think not, that's why. I, yeah, no, I know saying, you're not arguing with me. I, yeah. I, I think that's probably why because he has an above average arm, but he doesn't have like a Hunter Renfro arm out. Yeah, it's right not field. a hose. Yeah, yeah, he's not a hose. Yeah, he doesn't right. have like a Yasiel Puig of an arm. He just has a good arm. So, um, we'll just finish up on this game real quick. Uh, Segura and Stott make up for their uh, their defensive mishaps. Stott hits a big double and then uh, puts him on second, Bohm on third, and Segura comes up with a big RBI double and gets super super animated. That's the one that Soto dives and misses. 
Uh, Philly's got four to two. Segura makes some great plays in the field, and we end up the game with Sir Anthony making a two-inning save. Now, ending of that game was pretty interesting because Profar checks swings on a ball that I don't think he swung on, and the game ends. What do you guys think about that? I rewatched it probably ten times this morning, and I don't see how they called that a swing. I don't. He it didn't pass the plate. It didn't break the hip. I just no. You know, it looked like he was obviously trying to get out of the way of the ball, but I, that wasn't a swing at all. Unless I'm completely off base here, I just it didn't look like a swing to me. I don't think it would have impacted the. Outcome I think it of the was game. very. I think it was a lot. I think it was very close, and I think it was definitely like I've seen swings or check swings like that be called as swings before, and I'm not surprised that he called that a swing. And I think that I actually heard something interesting um, where another podcast was saying that if your ball, if your bat is over the plate at all, because of that, and you're able to make con- like if the ball was like over the plate, right. And you made contact, like if Profar made contact on that check swing, he, the ball would have went somewhere. It, it could have potentially went in play. So I think in that case, if that's possible based on where your swing plane is, I think then it is a swing because you're actually like able to make contact if the ball is going to be a strike. And I actually totally agree with that. Like if you're, if the bat is over the plate, then yeah, it's just, it should be a strike. It has to I, don't, pass I don't, agree I didn't like, I don't know. I didn't pass the plate. So I just, that I was don't agree at all with the, well, I think what Harry's trying to say is that if your bat's over the plate and it can, if make your bat's over the, the plate, oh, and if it can, can make contact, contact I hundred percent disagree. I think if they implement that as a rule, then hitters are going to absolutely plummet in batting average. It it takes such a, it's just, it, it gives yeah, too much power to the pitchers. Been if your bat it, even goes over the plate, but that's it's, gonna, been the, it's something but that's they're been never going to be able to challenge is. either. Like, there's no, they're never going to be able to wait to, to challenge it. You know what I mean? It's just, but that's isn't how it it's if it be. crosses the plane? Isn't that what means across the plate? Right. It's crosses the plane. The plane. The plane. No, no, no. The plane. The swing plane. Right. If it crosses the the swing plane, not the plane. But they typically, but typically their baseline for the swing plane is is basically your hands or or the barrel of the bat crossing that front of the plate if you're like that it's obviously all up to the umpire but i think I if it know. passes that horizontal point where the plate between like the perpendicular point right between right. the batter and the plate i think then it's a, it should be a strike but that's just my opinion if you watch know. the if you watch the play because um, i think that means that the pitch got you i don't think that it's going to yeah. matter as much for batting average. i don't think it's that his hands hardly even broke though on that one i, I just I think he was trying to get out of the way of the ball and he let the bat off his shoulder and yeah i've seen it was some, an inside yeah. pitch so i've seen some much more believable swings get called as check swings so again though i don't think it would have impacted the outcome of the game i no. mean regardless i just think the issue is if it do, if it's uh, if we keep getting these high liver leverage situations where there's bad calls it's bad for baseball that and was I not that i don't think that was that bad of a call though i, I mean there's been way worse i just yeah. uh i mean I, like I the, how long like the game wasn't on, it's like if the game was on the line I think you'd have like much more of an argument of like that's one of the worst. I think he got got by. I think he got got though by the pitch too. I think I he, he was trying to get out of the way. I don't think he swung. I don't know. I don't. Know. All right, we'll move it on. Moving on. Yeah. Game four. Uh, Phillies take the four zero lead. Yeah, four zero. Harry's guy Clevenger. <laughs> Bro, I can guarantee this guy. I can. I can guarantee anytime this guy goes out, he's gonna get fucking shelled for the rest of his life. This guy you might not see a major league. league. You might not see a major <laughs> for the rest of his career. Two point two innings pitched, three earned runs. Uh, Hoskins had a two run homer. Harper had an RBI double. He uh, yeah, he only last two point two innings in a postseason game. That's yo. Can you tell me what this is? Because maybe you guys know. You guys have played, you know, uh, at least you know high school, college, whatever. Like, what is this with the guy moving his left foot like sixteen times before he like goes and wind, winds up to pitch? And also, um, what's his name on the Padres? Uh, Nick Martinez was doing the same thing like yesterday, bro. They're literally like 20 times like, and then Bryce finally like Bryce Harper, I, like I remember like calls time after like the 15th time this guy shakes his foot. Like, what is that nonsense? So like, I just, you know, feel, it's, it's probably just, it's just a comfortability. A, and a no, I've actually, uh, when it, he was on Clevenger, Cleveland, just seems like he's like got a nervous tick though. Like, when he was on honestly, Cleveland, like, um, when he was on Cleveland, I remember listening to this on the broadcast. Cause I remember like watching him pitch. I'm like, what is this ridiculousness? Like, this pitch delivery is Insane. driving me nuts. And Cleveland was talking about how when he was uh, in the system or whatever it was or early on in his Cleveland career, he was having trouble opening up his hips. So when he steps off that way, it helps him open up his hip to generate power to the ball. I just don't understand why he has to do it so many times. It seems kind of excessive. It looks like he's yeah. expending so much energy out there. <laughs> like, it looks like a lot. <laughs> a lot. My guess is that it's just, it's just become a uh, 
a habit for him. It's become part of his routine. Yeah, like he's not going to break I it. I don't agree with it, but it's the same thing with, you know, Mo Rivera used to do that little crouch thing before he would come set. Everyone's got a weird little tick. His is obviously just much more noticeable Extra. and he, uh, and he gets shellacked. So it just felt like he did it like 15 times before each pitch. I was like, yeah, it's a weird, two, uh, it's a weird like, delivery. I get, but yeah. All right. Anyway, keep, keep yeah. going. Um, Hoskins, with the nice, the, the yeah. nice shelling. <laughs> nice Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a series, man. He had five home runs the whole series. He had two, two run home runs in this game. His uh, second home run tied it. And Harper was able to hit hit another RBI double and JT scores. And that's kind of the story. And then after that, they kind of just take off for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for Hoskins, man. Like just putting his team back on it. Yeah. He's been an underrated big bat for a long time. I remember when he came into the league, he hit like 10 home runs in his first 13 games or something crazy like that. So he's a good bat. If he's hot along with Shorebo, JT and Harper, I don't, I don't know how you can stop this offense right now. They're, they're rolling. Yeah, I agree. And then game five, Wheeler goes out again, six innings, two run runs. Hoskins, again, two-run bomb. Uh, Soto had another home run. He he homered in game four as well. So, I mean, he kind of makes up for his defense there, but that, to me it doesn't make up for it. I don't know if you guys saw the the pitchers were in the beginning at least struggling with that. That rain, it looked like they could not grip the ball at all. They were just throwing yeah. balls away. It, it, looked, it looked like a difficult situation to pitch in. Yeah, and it's unfortunate they had to play through it, but – we're on a timeline here in baseball, yeah. so you don't want to make all these hard-paying fans not be able to watch the game or play for, pay for the game or anything. Or make, playoffs, so. or make teams get domes. So. Yeah, or make all the teams get domes. Right. Well, that'll never happen. Right. Um, Harper so had the two-run bomb. Mean, you can't just put – just saying, you can't just put the dome in, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, now it's like too late now. Already, it's too late. Like, yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> just put the cap over the top. Yeah. <laughs> like this, I just want to – yeah, all right. Anyway, no, no, on. but for future – you, they should be put domes on your stadiums. That's my yes, that's my little piece on it. Yeah, please come on. Yeah, like like Minnesota doesn't have a dome. You know, cold it gets got, in Minnesota, bro. Imagine yeah, they were actually a good cold team like Minnesota. Yeah, bro. come on. Yeah. Anyway, Harper puts him out. Two run bomb. Um, I, what a majestic career defining home run too. Yeah, really good on Bryce Harper, man. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He got the MVP for this. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that that Grisham bunt. Super questionable in my opinion with Nola on deck. I just. I don't understand. It's it's not like you're bunting to get to Soto. <laughs> you're putting your cards on deck for Austin yeah. Nola. Well, you have a guy in first and second, and you're bunting, but you're still setting – like, it just didn't – I don't understand that. I didn't like that at all. But anyway, the overall, I'll just kind of cruise through it. Harper, 8 for 20, bats 400, two home runs, three doubles, five RBIs. He's got the MVP. Props to him. Uh, right behind him is Reese Hoskins with four home runs, seven RBIs. We already talked about how great Wheeler was. And this was my biggest thing for the Phillies was I've been bagging on their bullpen all year. And they were able to take Eflin and Syndergaard out of the starting rotation, flip them into relievers. And between those two, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, uh, Robertson, and Alvarado, like their bullpen's looking pretty solid right now. And I think yeah. moving Syndergaard and Eflin was, was really big because they both performed like really well out of the pen so far. Yeah, I'm a fan of Alvarado. He throws freaking heat. Sir, Sir Anthony, man, that's a great name. Yeah. Oh, great name. Sir yeah. Anthony Dominguez. Yeah, it's the most baseball name you've, you, you could ever come up with. Yo, yeah. we talked about, yo, we talked about Reese, though. Like, shout out to his five home runs. But the dude, like, Bryce Harper, man, five home runs, but the 419 batting average, the 1.351 OPS on this postseason. Insane, dude. That is absolutely incredible. Generational. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. That's exactly what you want. That's what you need. Yeah, man. I think. So I told you guys, I think it was two weeks ago, I, I brought it up. If the Phillies offense all get going at the same time, they're not to be messed with. And that's exactly what's happening. Like they're all getting right at the exact same time in the most important time when it matters. Like Schwarber's hitting these home runs in like huge moments. Like Hoskins had huge moments. Bryce Harper had huge moments. Like Bohm was hitting. Segura had a couple of really good hits. Like uh, our guy Stott, you know, he didn't have like the greatest offensive uh, series, but the hits that he did have clutch were hitting, so big hitting. in the moment. They were clutch hitting. So, yep. you know, this you offense. Got Alec Baum making diving plays at third base, bro. Like this is yeah. like, I know he we're talking Philly about now. offense right now, but all of a sudden he loves Philly. You know, I remember like the Mets series, the Mets played them like eight times, like if four in Philly, four in New York and like, they were like crushing them and Alec Baum had like, you know, five errors in the series. Like the whole media was just like after this guy. Um, so good to see him, you know, kind yeah. of pick it up yeah. from, from that perspective. Obviously anytime that there's an opportunity to replace him uh, at third base, they do it um, with the 
on the defensive end. Uh, but as bad as they, they need as bad in the lineup. So, so the fact that he's able to hold it together for these playoff games uh, in yeah. the field is, is great. Yeah. I'm going to bring up one more. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Austin. No, I was just say who would have thought in the absolute war that it was between the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and out of the ashes comes the Phillies to represent the national league. It's just, it's pretty unbelievable, man. It's something you cannot be not, you can't not be romantic about baseball. You just, you never count a team out. It's, it's incredible. So last thing I want to bring up on this series is um, I think not we're not overlooking it, but you just almost forget that Harper is one of the best defenders in the league and he can't even play defense right now. So that just shows like how much value the DH position was for the national league this year. If there's no DH position, what do you, I don't even know what you do with that, but I mean, ideally I think you would have Schwarber as your DH Harper's in right. And Castellanos probably moves over to the left. Uh, but Castellanos had some good plays out there. Schwarber's been doing fine. They have Brandon Marsh and uh, Veerling who are covering center field like nobody's business. So just imagine if Bryce Harper was in right field, though. Like, he's one of the best right fielders in the game, and he's not even there right now. Yep. And they're still doing what they're doing. So good on the fills, man. Really good on the fills. Like, I'm super happy for them. That, like, I, yeah. we'll, we'll get to them versus the, the Astros. But yeah, let's, let's move on. Your, let's move on to the misery. Part of the show today, Joey. Yeah, I, I kind of want to let you guys start because I just uh, – I'm still – dissecting still getting yeah go ahead yeah go ahead i don't feel the need to break down every game for this one no i think you can clump every single game into the same tried and true story with this yankees ball club all right this team was not built for postseason play they're not built for the playoffs they weren't built for october you know i think this is an exact result of and correct me if i'm wrong joey arrogant management arrogant ownership blinded by this aura of success that hasn't been there for 22 years. We have one championship, $4.4 trillion, maybe not trillion, billion dollars spent. It's, it's somewhere in the ballpark of a lot of money spent for one championship ring. And, and it's comes back to the Steinbrenner family. In 2009. It come, yeah, I, I love, remember 2009. I love, the trillion, I love the trillion play there. <laughs> yeah, it, billion, whatever. It's been a lot, a lot, a lot of money spent on this, on this. Oh, yeah organization on this ball club pushing all their cards into the deck overpaying for players that don't perform in the playoffs propping up players that are old has-beens shitting on their youth talent i can't remember the last yankee prospect that's really been a huge impact player i, I can't tell judge. you judge it's judge that's it judge maybe judge that's it i guess it's judge tell none of the baby bombers made it clint frazier didn't make it yeah, yeah tell me one in the last 10 years i guess yeah i can't believe he's in front of me judge but besides that i can't think of anybody and it's it's the same story every single year. Cole can't pitch in a playoffs. He's not a playoff performer. The bats go cold. The big bats disappear. They hit one or two big home runs, and it looks like everything's fine, but it's not. The best player for the Yankees this postseason was Harrison Bader. By far. I, I, don't, understand what, I don't understand what's going on up there. Boone needs to get fired. Steinbrenner needs to go. Cashman needs to go. I, I just, it, this, what's been going on is just not – I think it's a disrespectful to the fans that are loyal, and I'm a Red Sox fan, and – I can tell you I'm the first person to say I don't like the Yankees. I think that's pretty obvious from my entire whatever. We, I guess we're on episode nine now. I don't think I've ever said one good thing about the Yankees besides Judge has had a good season. But I think it's disrespectful to the fans in New York. They didn't even want to show up for the last game. They had empty seats. They're selling for $15. It was, it, it was embarrassing, and I felt bad for you, Joey. I actually genuinely felt bad for you because Thank you know, you. This, was, this was a pathetic display in the last game, and I – I don't know. I, you got to get rid of some of these guys. Donaldson shouldn't be there anymore. I don't think that IKF is there. I think Carpenter was a flash in the pan. He's not going to be anything. The bullpen needs a revamp. The starting rotation needs a revamp. I don't see where you go from here. I don't know. Yo, like, yeah, please go ahead. No, I'll I, I just want to beat down on you a little harder. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was giving you some sympathy. No. No, it was sympathy, but it was definitely, yo, um, couple things. One, we spoke when we, when we were having all of our judge versus Otani debates, you were like, I want to see Otani perform in a big game. Well, you did see judge try to perform in big games and he did not come through. So just throwing that out there. No, he was one for 16. Harry, not even making contact. He's not even making contact. So yeah. I think he had one he had hit. two walks. He had two walks the entire postseason. I think it was correct me wrong. Walks. One hit. One hit in the Astros series. One. Yeah. No, I'm you're definitely, I'm sure you're right. I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm sure that's right. That sounds right. I watched every game. I know that that's right. And also, on top of that, the we should be talking about going into game five, even 
in this series right now, right? Like it, in all reality, like, yeah, like we could talk about management, mismanagement, this mismanagement, that, that has something to do with it. And Matt, that also goes into this, but also these errors in the field, like, all right, we've seen, like, we've talked about Soto having some struggles in right field, but I've never seen fielding affect games the way that I saw fielding affect the, like in, a, in the postseason, an so entire bad. series, like they should be tied two to two with this team right now. I am not scared at all of the Astros, the way they've been playing. They've been pitching. All right. They've been pitching. Okay. But they have not been, and they have not been dominating these games. And the fact that the Yankees had, there was at least two in New York that, or there was at least one in New York that they should have won. And then there, there was at least that one in Houston that they should have won. Um, I'm going to, yeah. And because of errors and because of, you know, lack of experience at positions, I'm not necessarily blaming the players. I think management of the team has something to do with it. Also management of the guardian series definitely has something to do with it because now, you know, you mismanage that game, bringing in Clark Schmidt, fucking keep bringing it again. (laughs) And you bring him Clark Schmidt and that guardians game, you force a game five then the rainout happens and you know, this shit it will pile up. Like you cannot just, even though they won game five, that game four loss had such a big impact on the next series, a huge impact. And Aaron Boone, like I said, I said to you, I think in the chat, uh, the, the brothers chat, Joey, I said, mm. Aaron Boone's been sleeping on the couch, bro. He's oh, got to he know what's going on. on the, he's got to be sleeping on the couch. Nobody should be telling him anything. He should be gone. He should have been gone already. I can't believe he's not fired. He hasn't been fired yet. So let me, let me, let me, uh, well, first of all, you both would make great Yankee fans with the, uh, the complaints you guys just made. It's all valid. So I will counter Austin real quick and say that the, uh, the front office spending, they definitely spend enough. It's just on who they spend it on when it's just, they throw yeah, money yeah, at who they spend. They don't on. actually critically think about how they're going to run it. I, and just no. real quick, Joey, I don't mean to interrupt no, you, but I love this quote from Cashman because I think it's just, it's just an example of his blind arrogance as a, as a manager, as a GM. It's we appreciate what Gio has done in reference to Gio Urshula, but he's not Josh Donaldson. That's you how you talk have about you compared them player. this year. Have you compared them? Gio this year? outplayed Josh all year and, and everything in every, every stat except home runs. Gio I mean, Josh is, we appreciate what Gio runs. has done, but he's not Josh Donaldson. I just, yeah, keep on. All right. I'm, I'm on that. Well, let me just go back here to all. So I will say this, um, they spend money irresponsibly. They, they lock up a lot of good players on way too much money. Like Stanton, who can't play the field half the time, is locked up. Cole has a humongous contract. They're paying Josh Donaldson $21 million right now. $21 million for Josh Donaldson. They traded for this guy. and He's here. We were just looking it up because I thought, okay, maybe next year they'll just buy out his contract and say goodbye. No, he's locked up till 2024. They can't exercise that option till 2024. So unless they trade him, he's here for another year. Okay. Now back to you saying um, they're arrogant front office. I'm just going to replace the word arrogant with terrible. This was, I tell you guys, tell me if I'm wrong. I've watched a lot of postseason baseball. This was one of the worst managed series I've ever seen in my life ever. Uh, th- this and the guardians just to, to add to it. It's just like uh, that first game in Houston. Okay. Well, let me go back one more Cole. I think he's been great in the postseason. He had two great games against Cleveland he had that bases loaded um, situation. I think it was the fifth in the last game against Houston. Um, they pulled him. I would have just kept him in, to be honest. But if you are going to pull him, pull him for Jonathan Luizaga. Why are you pulling him for Trevino? That was not the move. And Boone continues to mismanage this bullpen. But that first game, they had an opportunity to win it. They put Jameson Tyone out there, who pitched great. He went 4.1, one earned run. You can tell that them putting Clark Schmidt in this game, who just blew the Cleveland game, like, what, two days prior to that? was such a scripted move. Like there was, if you're in a one, one game in the postseason, and I said this last week, you need to put in your best possible pitching and Clark Schmidt is not their best possible pitching. They put him in there because it was a scripted move because they were trying to limit innings. They're managing games. Like it's July. They weren't managing. Like it was a postseason game. Am I, am I wrong on any of that? It felt to me like they were worried that they weren't going to get to Verlander. So they basically, I don't want to say the surmise of the game, but they were trying to manage the game. And hope they can stretch innings out. That's what it felt like to me. It felt yeah, they're like, managing it like it's a July game. Like yeah, it's a July it's game, not. not a postseason game. When you're in a one-one game, you need to put in your best pitchers all the time because in a one-one game, that is a winnable game. You can't put Clark Schmidt in there. Who, granted, I'll give Clark Schmidt a little bit of props. Like he got out of that bases loaded jam clean, but then they kept him in and he got homered off of, and he basically gave it up after that. I think he gave up two or three runs after that. 
So yeah, horrible decisions. They don't call up their, their new players. And when they do, they treat them terribly. And to put IKF at shortstop and then they benched him for like half the postseason. This is the only, you guys tell me, is there any other organization that had three different shortstops, three different lineups, three different uh, leadoff hitters, They think that they do analytics better than everyone else, but they actually do it worse. It's terrible. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. IKF is not a shortstop. They should have just played Peraza or Cabrera over there. Either one of them would have been better. It's, and not only that, like they're, they're in such a bad, um, such a bad predicament for next year. Judge may potentially walk. I just want to like explain this to you guys a little bit. If judge walks, what's their outfield next year? Terrison Bader. That's it. And Aaron Hicks is Ben attendee is also a free agent. Judge will be a free agent. Yeah. They're, they're stuck with Donaldson unless they can offload him somewhere. If they do, they're going to have to attach a prospect and eat some of that contract. IKF is not a shortstop. I don't know what they're going to do with him. They have a lot of holes to fill next year. Anthony Rizzo is going to opt out of his contract. The Yankees have never been able to develop a first baseman. Every first baseman they've had, they've had to trade for it or, or sign to share a Tino. Like they've never been able to pull up a good first baseman. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're next, their next season, they have to have some kind of wild offseason if they want to even compete. And if they don't fire Boone, it's just not going to happen. He clearly can't manage a game. Everything is scripted for him. I don't think he makes any in-game decisions on his own. He'll fire. And you could tell, like, bringing in Schmidt in that situation, like, that's scripted. That's not – why would you bring Schmidt in a 1-1 game? They're gonna I think next, next year is going to be a bad no year. I think Judge covers up a lot of problems in that lineup. And I don't want to keep piling on a dead horse here, but the lineup to me – and we're talking about analytics and stuff. The lineup to me doesn't make sense. We talk about like these well-constructed lineups that are just like, they just make sense. Like you got table setters, you got power guys, you got on base guys, you got guys that are going to slash, you got guys that are going to do the job. When you look at this Yankees lineup, you got a lot of guys that might take you deep, but does the lineup make sense? Does the lineup make sense? Really? I mean, does it put pressure on you? I mean, it's, it's a type of lineup that like, if they get to you, they're going to get to you and they're going to keep it on you. Cause they might be hot that day and they might hit five, six, seven home runs, but it's not a lineup. Like, you know, the Astros, for example, that lineup keeps it on you and it's full of ballers that have tough at bats that don't make it easy on you. And I see way too many easy outs with the Yankees lineup. There are a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of power or strikeout guys on the lineup. And I'm not a huge, huge fan of that. And there's not a lot of speed throughout the lineup. There's not a lot of like, I just, I really, I really appreciate today's today's game. The lineups like the Dodgers, the lineups like the Astros, the lineups like the Cardinals, where they, when they get it on you, they, they keep the pressure on you. And it's a lot of tough at bats. They're going to get those starters out in the fourth, fifth inning. The Yankees give you way too many three, four pitch strikeouts where they don't even put way it on. Too, way too many home run bus guys. They don't play small balls. When they had Gallo, that lineup was even worse. And it looks mm-hmm. bad, terrible now. But like it just doesn't make sense. Like, what's the organization thinking? Are we just are we really playing into the we need a bunch of guys that are gonna hit 40 home runs, but they're gonna hit 220? Yeah, granted that you know, missing Benatendi and DJ was a huge loss. I'm not gonna that say hurts. that cost them the series. I don't think they would have won either way, but that was huge. Um, yeah, next year they have to go out, get base hitters. I think honestly, next year they just need to go with the kids. If they refused, they refused to trade Peraza this trade deadline. If you're not going to trade him, then play him over IKF, who's he's just I, I would say he's a below average baseball player. He's not a shortstop. Oh, yeah. I was gonna he's, say that. Yeah, thank you. He's I, a bottom 30. Oh, yeah. Shortstop right. And then he might be the like 25th or 26th best one. Right. They refused to sign a shortstop. And last year was the best free agency class. They have another good free agency class coming up with Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts, a couple of Dansby Swanson, yeah, um, because they have game. because they have Anthony Volpe in the system. OK, Volpe has played enough AAA now. If they, like go with the kids next year, just do it. If, if not, then you've wasted all these seasons for nothing. I could see them trying to go get Trey. Um, but no, I don't know why. There's no way they're going to go big on a shortstop. No uh, yeah. way. It, w- it wouldn't make a lot of sense to me, but I could see them at least try. Oh, we have IKF, bro. It would, would be the most. Trade? It would be the most Yankees thing just to throw money at their problem and hope it fixes everything. But uh, all right, so let me ask this though: Why? Are, since when is like? I know obviously every team uses some form of analytics, but like leave analytics and don't take this the wrong way, Oakland A's fans, but leave, leave analytics to the poor teams, like the Oakland A's, like yeah. the Minnesota Twins, like the teams the that can't, the teams that can't spend, like you don't really need analytics to know that some of these guys are great ball players, but you got to stop overthinking how you're using them. Like I think the Yankees had a team, you know, we talk about the loss of DJ and, and um, Ben Intendi, right? Obviously it made a huge difference. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that they could have put together a team. I think like Austin said, like their lineup just was way overthought. It made no sense. 
you know, uh, the, the, the fielding stuff we talked about IKF at short, like there's just certain things that they just over completely overdid the analytics. And I would tell them my suggestion would be either hire me to fix it or just stop doing it altogether. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you need I ballers. That's what I think. You need ballers. You need tough at bats. Maybe I beat that over the head, but it's like, I just, I love the Dodgers lineup. Like I love Trey right. Freeman Mookie, you know, and then you have to go down that just gauntlet. I don't feel like you get that with the Yankees. No, I, I look, I'm not even scared of Rizzo all. anymore. And I'm not look, even scared no, of Rizzo. Well, Rizzo had a good postseason. Him and Bader were great, the but only he, that but, did anything. But Rizzo, but he I'm did. Not that, he played great, but Rizzo's not, boast, he's not too, old too. Rizzo anymore. He's not. He's just yeah. not that same guy. He had a good year this year, but he's not the Cubs Rizzo where they were winning World Series with him. He just I not still the think they guy. need to bring him back. I still think they have to bring him I back. I think they do because you have a hole at first base if you don't bring There's him back. no first baseman. In Unless the you move league. Josh Donaldson to first base. Like, no, what are you the only do? person like, that they yeah. could move that would be – I mean, DJ LeMay, who plays first base just fine. People don't really yeah. know that, but he plays a great first base. But I still think you need to bring Rizzo back. But if you look at this lineup, like bringing Matt Carpenter in, if he didn't get hurt, I'd say, yeah, that was the move. Like bring him in. But he hasn't played in like two months, and now you're bringing him into a postseason where he didn't even play really in Cleveland. Is there worry, so though, that he might have had a flash in the pan because you got to think his last two or three years have been terrible besides I this just, year? When you, when you have a guy that's hurt like that yeah, and you put him in against the Astros and the ALCS, like what are you thinking? Right. And then between him and Donaldson and IKF, there was just so much dead weight in this lineup. And I hate to say it, man, because I want him back next year. They have to they have to go get Judge, but he slumped at the wrong time. I mean, one for 16 is unspeakable. Yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting Harrison Bader to be the highlight of this team in the ALCS. I, you know? I think the biggest step that they needed to do too is they need to move right field back 25 feet, 30 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was poetic justice that Chaz McCormick hit that home run to right field. That's Chaz McCormick. And one people. out of 30 home run. I, one out of every – Literally, it was a unicorn home run. It only goes out in one stadium, and it was Yankee Stadium. It was literally off the top of the wall. Just, it just yeah. skipped off the top. They, I so, really think they need to move it back. I think it's an embarrassment to baseball. But Yeah, I just think there's a lot of miscommunication, bad management. Like Harrison yeah. Bader didn't know that he was leading off. Clay Holmes didn't know that he was unavailable in that Cleveland game. Like It's just – Boone is just the absolute worst manager. I know they're going to bring him and Cashman back. I, yeah. Yankee fans deserve better. They do. Like Cashman really? and Boone should not be around this team anymore. Absolutely. They're going to bring him back? Oh, 100% they're going to bring him back. Boone's locked up back. for another two years, and Cashman's, Cashman's been with the organization since 98, bro. The Steinbrenners are I like think they'll, they'll keep they Cashman. Buy him. They I think buy Cashman, has, he has dirt on the on the Steinbrenners, so they're going to keep him. But, <laughs> Unless he uh, retires. I don't, I don't think that Boone is coming back. I think there's a lot of hatred and animosity in New York, and, and if they bring him Both back, I think they, there's a good chance they boo him on opening day. Um, when they oh, 100%. So I don't think day. there's any, I don't think there's any chance. He made the Yankees worst moves I've ever it, seen. As much as it makes it's me true. sick to my stomach to say this, New York deserves better than Aaron Boone and, and baseball is more fun when the Yankees are good. So we don't, we imagine don't going to that game last night, bro. Like I, wanna, I was, yeah. I was talking to, I was talking to someone for, came, went from Long Island. It was their birthday and they got home at 3 a.m had to wait like an extra hour in the rain and they should have yeah. won that game. And they looked, dude, could you imagine? Could you imagine? They should have won that first and last game. It just didn't, feel like, a <laughs> it just didn't feel like a postseason game. It just felt dead. Oh my God. Look, a couple of things before we you wrap up. feel the, the death. They should have took that first game in Houston, right? I knew that they weren't going to get that second so game. Bad. Fromber dominates the Yankees. They weren't going to get that game, but they should have took that first game. They should have let Jay Moore yeah. a little bit longer. This last game, there was that error killed them. That was it. That was it. Should be two two. Dead. But just explain this to me. This is another front office thing, right? They get IKF here to play shortstop, right? It takes them 162 games to realize, okay, he's not the guy at shortstop. So they bench him in the DS, right? In the DS, they bench him. They throw a kid in. AL, yeah, they throw a kid in who's been great. Then in the ALCS, they had three different shortstops. They had Peraza one game, they had Cabrera one game, and then they put they go with IKF the last game, and Boone says, I feel like he's the guy right now. He's the guy right now that you pinch hit for him for Matt Carpenter, who has done nothing all series but strike out. That's your guy that you want to go all out with. You believe in him so much. Boone, Boone said that IKF has a case to get a gold glove this year, but you <laughs> pinch hit for him in this, and I think it was like the sixth or the seventh, to get Carpenter and then replace him with the kid who's way better at defense than Peraza. I just, it's, it's blind. It's unspeakable. It's, 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 it's unspeakable. blind. It's, I'm going to go back to it. It's blind arrogance by Boone, by the organization. It's a, it's a refusal to admit when you're wrong and, yes. and deal with the consequences of your mistake and do what's best for the team. Boone has never done that. He's never admitted that. He's always been arrogant. His guys are savages in the box and he'll never think that they're wrong. So 
I just, I can't, I can't be back on, on the Boone train, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I hope they retain him for the next 10 years, but for you guys, <laughs> I, I think it's best for you guys to uh, kick dirt with him and uh, maybe bring in a young, maybe, maybe, a, you know what they need is some life, maybe bring in like a young, exciting manager, maybe like a, I don't know, like Gabe Kapler type, you know, somebody that's going to maybe energize. No, I don't want Kapler. Is. So Kapler's I'm not saying Gabe Kapler, but I'm saying in general, like a type, like, like a type, somebody, somebody what he relate. did with San Fran last year. So I have this one last, um, I have this one last, well, yeah, they need somebody that can actually make baseball decisions and not have everything hand scripted for him pre predetermined when the outcome is not even decided. So I have this last thing and this is, this killed me. I saw it on Twitter. Um, I did my own little math. So it may be just a little bit off, but it's fairly, fairly close. And you guys are going to hate this. You guys are going to hate this. I don't know if you guys saw, there was a quote by Bryce Harper a couple of years ago and he was a free agent that the Yankees never even contacted him. Right. Is Bryce Harper not one of the best baseball players there is right now? Same thing with Manny Machado. Manny Machado and Bryce Harper together combined are making 56 million for the both of them. You know, the Yankees could have had both of them, but instead, because they, and look, the Yankees spend money, but they don't spend it right. They spend almost 11 million on Hicks, who hasn't been healthy since he's been here. He hasn't had a healthy season. Donaldson, 21 million. The guy's like 37 years old and cannot hit anymore. Chapman, who didn't even make the postseason roster, 18 million. Britain hurt the last two years, 14 million. That right there could have been Machado and Harper. It's unspeakable. I guess we'll never know, right? It's unspeakable. Hicks is atrocious, by the way. That guy's a freaking. That guy stinks. He'll be he gone. Stinks. He's not going <laughs> like back. He's a softy too. So. <laughs> well, he's under contract. What are they going to do? Who wants him? Nobody wants these guys. Like, like I look at. I, okay, Chapman and Britain are off the books. They're free agents. They're gone. Great. You look at Donaldson, who's owed 21 million. He has a he's owed another 21 million next year. He has a player option in 2020 or a club option in 2024. They can buy him out for I think eight million. Hicks is on the roster, I think, until he's got a couple more years. I don't even want to look it up because it's going to disgust me even more. But if you're going to trade these guys, think to yourself, what team is going to want Hicks or Donaldson? Who? Either that's why you're going to have to stack a good player with him or some draft picks and send him off. Or eat some of the money. And it's going to hurt for a long time. Yep. Yeah, you're going to have to probably eat at least half their – for Hicks, they're probably going to have to eat their, his whole contract and send him off. Yeah, I thought that Donaldson IKF move was, was the worst trade we've ever made. Gio Urshela has outplayed Donaldson in every stat except home runs. Uh, defense, yeah, you could say Donaldson's a little bit better, but Gio Urshela is a great third-base defender. Yeah, so I don't know how much better Donaldson is. He's pretty good over there at third base, Urshela is, so. Yeah, I mean, Donaldson should have got a gold glove. That, that was kind of a snub this year. I think he had, like, one of the most defensive runs saved at third base this year. But regardless, his offense is ass this year. Ass. Not a good third baseman, though, in the league. Yeah, Gio Urshela is a great third baseman. So trading him away, I think Gio Urshela was only making, like, $8 million, And you get rid of him for Donaldson, who's been terrible. It's just all bad. It's all bad. I, I can't even. So depressing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to move on to Astros Phillies? Just because the Yankees pretty, are just. Yeah, let's just go through this real quick. Right Done for me right now. Um, game one should be <laughs> Wheeler Verlander. It's going to be in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I've been super down on the Phillies all year. I've been saying that they need a bullpen. I've been saying that their offense wasn't going to be able to do it, but I did say if their offense got hot at the same time, they can, and that's where they're at right now. Their offense is hot. They, they have the. I, I got Philly, man. I, I have to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Astros and six. I just think that the Phillies are a great team. I don't have a lot of complaints for them. I think that they've been really hot, but I see them more as a Cinderella story. I see the Astros as the big bad wolf right here. And I think they're going to end up stopping their, their Cinderella story. Unfortunately, I, if you ask me who I want to win, I, I want the Phillies to win hundred percent. Yeah. I can't stomach another Astros win. I'd love to see Bryson get one and Bryce and Schwarbo and all these, you know, really likable players that the Phillies have. The Astros are the opposite of likable, but experience is a huge thing they've got a great ace at the top who i think is going to absolutely deal in the first game and it's, it's going to be tough i think the astros are tough out you know and i think they're, they're, they're gonna end up taking it bro i got phillies in five dog <laughs> there's there's i've i i told you guys i was in philly for that game three um against the padres the city is just on fire man like mm -hmm. you, everyone was like yeah these padres fans are great like Nah, dude, like Phillies fans, like as much as this pains me as a, as a Mets fan to say, you know, Phillies fans in general, like in all their sports are just insane, bro. Like they're, they're nuts that they're not losing. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, they could win in six and I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, I would be kind of surprised if they lost this series. 
I think that they are better offensively, and I think overall pitching wise, they're better. Their pitching is better right now. You think their starting pitchers starting pitching is better right now? I think Wheeler's the best pitcher in this series, right now. Right now, you know, like I can, I can, yeah, I don't. don't It's not. It's. I'm not saying like I'd take Wheeler for a season over Verlander, but I'm saying right now, I think Wheeler's the best pitcher. I think Nola will bounce back. But I think they take one of two in Houston, and I think they sweep. I don't think they lose a game in Philly. This this team, this city is just on fire, and this lineup is not to be trifled with. Houston has not, even though they haven't, which is crazy, they haven't lost one game this postseason. They have not impressed me that much. Uh, they should have lost that game one against the Mariners uh, back in the DS. They should have lost um, two games now, I think, against the Yankees we talked about uh, because right. of errors. They haven't been really hitting, like, they haven't been really like just killing teams. They've been winning by one, two runs. And I do think that goes a long way in the playoffs. So I will say that if, if the Phillies don't hit, then yeah, like I think it's going to be an easy, like it's going to kind of be the same feeling for the Astros winning by one, two runs a game, but I don't see the Phillies slowing down. I think Bryce is going to have a continue to have an absolutely historic postseason run. I think it's going to go down as one of the best of all time. I think it's going to go down as one of the biggest underdog stories of all time. And I think they're going to cut the head off the snake, man. And we're going to see Houston go down. So if you want any solace, Joey, I think this team is, is, is about to be, is about to meet their match. That would be the only thing to, cause I've just been so depressed. Since <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I, I, yeah, I just, you know, if you look at Houston too, they have a couple of players who are just not, um, their cells right now. Like I think Altuve no, had Altuve's the longest, terrible. terrible, the longest postseason streak without a hit. I think it was like over 24 or yeah. something like that. I think he got a hit uh, probably against the Yankees, but um, yeah. Alvarez kind of slowed down after that Mariner series. I think Bregman and Pena have been kind of holding them up. So yeah, Pena is going to win. They got to get right. Road. Yeah. They really got to get right. And this podcast called out and shouted out Jeremy Pena way, way long ago. We did. We said how underrated Replacing he was and how Correa, great he played yeah. and how, how they never skipped Correa. a beat. And you know what? They, in fact, they've been better this year record-wise with Jeremy Pena than they were with Correa. So yeah. bank on your young guys, big league teams, because your young guys can uh, play great and they got a lot of energy and they bring a lot to your team. So Carlos Correa is going to demand $35, $40 million. He's not going to get it. And Jeremy Pena is going to be happy with possibly a World Series ring at the end of this. So good on Houston. By the awesome. way, for the, all uh, the uh, sorry, just for all the betters out there, real quick, Phillies four to one plus seven fifty, Phillies four to two plus seven hundred. If you're on the bandwagon with us, mm-hmm. I'm going Philly. Austin, do you have a like a set game? You think it's gonna be five, six games? What, what do you got? Yeah, Astros and six. Astros and six. I think I'm gonna go Philly and six. Harry, you already said Philly and five. I yeah, I could see it going to six. I could see the Astros winning. Like I could see anything happening, but I'm going Phillies in five. We get we went Phillies in five against the against the Padres, the Fathers. We're both right. (laughs) We're both right. And and we're gonna stay with that, bro. They've only lost two games this this postseason. Yeah, can't hate on it. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Phillies though. Don't don't get it twisted. I right, right. I know I'm scared of Astros winning because I don't I don't want to hear all the douchebag Astros. Oh, they didn't need to cheat stuff. I don't want to hear that. And you know what? The city of Philadelphia is such a fun sports city when they're good, besides when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl a few years ago. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of fun to see that. And I love that's the power of sports is bringing a whole city together. So good on Philly. I hope they keep winning and let's hope Bryce gets one. I want to just say something to Mets fans like Mets fans are just like they want the Padres they wanted the Astros I'm like man I I can't like I'm I'm just not yeah. like that like I don't really yeah. understand why that's the sentiment this Phillies team the isn't a hateable win. they're not a hateable yeah, team like they're no, really likeable Mets team. fans cool hate dudes. Bryce Harper Mets fans hate Bryce Harper and Bryce I is such used a good to hate guy. Bryce Harper yeah Bryce oh, yeah, is such just, a good guy I love the way he's, you know, I love the way that he's like kind of holding him. Like, he's just like, yeah, like I love this city. Like he's kind of like brought himself to, you know, yeah. being a Philly, like embracing the lifestyle. And yeah, I used to hate, you know, sports hate Bryce Harper, but man, like it's hard not to like him right now. And, and really just think hard. about what Bryce has been through. He leaves Washington. He feels betrayed because he thinks that he didn't get the money that he wanted. They go out and they win a world series the year he leaves and Phillies were not very good for a little bit there when he first came over. And you got to think as a player, like, was I the problem? Was I not good enough to be a part of this? Did I make the wrong decision by leaving? And now he's here spearheading, you know, he's probably the undisputed best player left in the postseason. He's been the best player in the postseason. He's cementing himself as a Hall of Famer. He's got a big moment for him. He's a, it's a big stage. He's, he's probably going to step up. So let's hope for that. 
I think I think he probably thinks back on that one time the uh, the kid in the Bryce Harper jersey came knocking on his door on Halloween for some candy, and he thinks, you know what, I'm gonna do it for that kid. <laughs> yeah, it was actually the kid in the Sandlot, you know, in the Sandlot uh, costume. Oh, okay, Be- there you go. Yeah, I'll say there. I'll say this to uh, to wrap it up. So the Astros have been in. I think the CS the last like six years, something crazy like that. And they've been in the I world series. Uh, I don't remember, but a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time, the Phillies are hungry. They haven't been there. They have a, they've had a rough few seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think it's their time. They haven't been to the playoffs since what? 2011, 2010. It's a long yeah, drive. And those are some, those are some dominant teams back then based right. off of their pitching. And now this is a completely different Phillies. Now they've got a team that's based off of their offense. So really great for them to rebuild. It's a city that deserves it for sure. Yeah, if the Phillies want to win, their their starters have to come out heavy, though. They they have to. Yeah, they're going to like they've been doing. So I think they can do it. Like I said, they have they've been in the drought. They're hungry. They're back. Like you know, the Astros have been there, done that. So you could say, yeah, they got the experience. But I just think the Phillies are just so much more vested right now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phillies in five, boy. Phillies in five. All right, well, we'll wrap it up with that. Please uh, like, subscribe, follow us, all that good stuff. Share us around. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back uh, when the World Series is over. Yeah. Yep. Well, it might not be over. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, we true. might be. We might be recapping. Yeah, we might be on a two-two series. Or actually, what does it start Friday? So it starts right. up Friday. So we got. Yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll have yeah. A couple yeah. So we'll probably put something out yeah. uh, midway through, and then at the end, just uh, we'll recap the end of it too. Yeah, we'll so put we'll, a, we'll put then. a short one out for you guys. We'll, we'll recap some of the games and uh, right. we'll talk. We'll talk about maybe some some big storylines going on. I'm sure some of these awards are going to start getting announced here soon. It's going to be fun. So judge right. is going to get that MVP like tomorrow. Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just ice the wound. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Thanks guys. See you guys next week. Thanks guys.